Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield, the host and founder of the Seeking Excellence Podcast. Excited to share today's episode with you. We got the homie Seth and Tori coming back with some great wisdom about long-distance relationships, just dating in general, love stuff. You know, it's good stuff here. They have some good experience dating long distance. And so I'm excited to hear, or for you to get to hear what they what they share about it. And so the other things I wanted to remind you of is to check out uh, Tori's shop at untilifigureomethingelseout.com. She's got some great prints on there. You can go check that out and follow her on Instagram and see some of the great stuff she's sharing. I highly recommend you go check out her recent blogs on her website. And she's written some great blogs for us at thosewhoseek.org as well. And just check out our recent podcast. It's kind of a relationships week now that I think about it, talking about friendships on Monday. And then we got long distance relationships today. And just continue to fight hard in your Lenten practices. And I hope you enjoy the episode. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom. To go and represent him to his people. He's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. lead others and never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. All right, welcome everyone. Um, This is the Seeking Excellence podcast. This is your lovely host, Seth, along with Tori. Yes, and we are grateful uh, to be back with you. I'm excited. I know we're doing this about once a month. So yeah, just a good opportunity to sit down, um, spend some time with my lovely wife and just dive into some topics um, that, you know, people find useful. And I think Tori is going to bring today's topic. Last time I brought a question to her. And so this time she's going to, yeah, just bring her topic and we'll go from there. Yeah, so the topic we're going to be discussing today is long-distance relationships. Um, We have had a little bit of experience with long-distance, about a year, almost exactly a year. Um, Part of our engagement was long-distance before Seth moved to Kentucky, where we are now, and we got married. Um, So just from our short, well, felt long, but short year of long-distance, we thought it might be helpful to just talk about that and some different things we've learned. Um, the way I approached it, I just went to Google and I looked up different topics about long distance and tried to see like, what are the most Googled things about long distance that people wanna know? Um, so, you know, if you're someone who is in a long distance relationship or you're thinking about trying long distance or trying to answer a lot of questions around that and you're turning to Google for those answers, hopefully this pops up when you're looking <laughs> when you're looking and we can be 
um, a helpful resource for that too. And it seems like so many people have at least a small stint of their relationship where it is long distance in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Even though we had long distance in between us during our engagement and after Mm -hmm. that, like even in between school, like when you're at college and you have those couple months of summer where you may not, you know, you were from St. Louis, I was from Kansas City. Like that wasn't long distance, but in a way it was longer distance than we'd ever dealt with before. Yeah. And there are lots of different forms. It's like if you're if you're dating in high school, you're pr- I mean more than likely you go to the same school, you're in the same town, but if you go from a high school relationship to college, you deal with it or like you said, like summers over college, living in different cities and you know, a lot of different variations. Whenever we so when Seth was in Kansas City and I was in Newport, Kentucky, or I guess at that I was just in northern Kentucky. Um we had an hour time difference which is super small compared to what a lot of people deal with. But even like the hour time difference, um, that makes a difference. And that I think was more difficult than I expected it to be. So just a lot of different, a lot of different challenges that are unique to every relationship and every situation. Um, So we'll just go through the questions before we do. I just wanted to add like a disclaimer that everything we're saying, like all the answers we're giving are given under the assumption that when you're talking about like a dating relationship, whether the person you're dating is the person you're going to marry, like obviously you probably don't know yet. That's what you're trying to figure out. But are like the assumption that these answers are given with or that dating is intended to find the person that you're going to marry. So is long distance worth it if you never plan on getting married and you're not going to be with that person for like that's a whole different question. So when we talk about dating, we're talking about it with the intention of like finding the person that you want to spend your life with. So Without further ado, the first question is um, probably, I mean, this was the first one that came up whenever I looked on Google is just, is long distance worth it? I think that depends on where you're at in your relationship and how committed you are to it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that if you, if you're starting a relationship off long distance, you know, that just seems questionable right away because you don't really, you know, it depends on how well you know each other, how comfortable you feel with each other. Um, that would be really difficult to just start a relationship that's long distance. You know, I mean, plenty of people are on the Internet and get relationships from, mm. you know, I can't imagine those those uh, sites that you find people from like across the world and starting a relate what we were watching 90 day fiance (laughs) you know about a month ago and we we just watched one episode but i mean they're starting relationships with people halfway across the world and you you know you meet them through these internet chat rooms i don't know that would be i don't think there's anything wrong with that but you just have to gauge that depending on where you're at yeah with the relationship so i think it always depends on your starting point whether you know what the answer to that question Mm -hmm. is yeah and i I, like it is an important question because like our world in general right now is so much more globalized correct that it's not like this isn't like an uncommon like fringe question that people have like the possibility of i remember listening to a homily at benedictine at some point and the priest pointed out he was like all of you and he's talking to a bunch of college students and he was like all of you guys have it a lot harder than your parents and grandparents because your parents and grandparents didn't have to think about whether or not they should marry somebody across the world like their options were limited to the people that they would meet which mm-hmm. are most likely the people who live 
in an area around them because the internet wasn't a factor. Um, right. But now, like, we have 7 billion choices when we're trying to figure out who we're going to marry, uh, which is more difficult. So it is an important question. Um, and my, like, I, I would agree with everything you're saying. I think my answer would be a little bit, I don't know, maybe a little different. Like, I my view is, like, if the relationship is worth it, then long distance would be worth it. Right. Um, yeah. And we like technically we when we got back together after after we'd been broken up, we started our relationship long distance. So but we were also coming from a different background, a different history. Um, but it like prayer was such like a huge part of like on paper, I don't think it really made a ton of sense for us to get back together because we were going to be in different places and. um like there were going to be so many different obstacles, but because prayer was a big part of our decision, like there was like zero doubt whatsoever that it was the right thing to do. So yeah, um, I think it's always going to be an individual decision, but I think my answer would be if the relationship is worth it, then long distance is worth it. Correct. Yeah. I would, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think that that's, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. You have to gauge where you stand at, in this relationship setting and if you don't feel that committed to it that like you want to hold on to it Mm -hmm. then it's probably not worth it Mm -hmm. which is okay it's like in the same way that breakups are okay exactly you shouldn't feel like a bad person for thinking that right long distance long distance isn't work isn't going to work right because if the relationship is worth it long distance is worth it if not then the same goes okay yeah 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 next question is is long distance um i don't know the best way to phrase this one but is long distance like a rite of passage or like a requirement for a relationship um which i don't i don't know if this is like a a super common thing that people struggle with this is kind of how i felt whenever we first started dating because we hadn't had a ton of time where we'd had to be long distance and i always felt this like i don't want to have to go through that but i feel like we should like it was almost this like question in my mind of like could we do it if we had to and I just wanted to find out um like it almost felt like it was a rite of passage or it was something that we'd have to go through in order in order to be able to tell if we were going to make it or not um but I would be curious to know your thoughts on that because I feel like that was a little bit more of a a thing that I got hung up on like early on in our relationship I don't think rite of passage i don't think that's the right phrase i don't think you have to go through it necessarily i think at certain points there will be different ways in which you go through it whether it just be you know it could be something simple like a person goes on a trip for a week long and they're away that is in a way long distance you know it's small it's not it's not like they've moved away or something like that, but you are having to like learn about that and know how that feels. But I do think it adds something to the relationship whenever you have to go through that experience. Like eventually you're going to go through that Mm -hmm. at some point in your relationship and you're going to have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that this um, having it forces you to learn certain things about your relationship that you wouldn't have found out had you not gone through it. Yeah. And it forces you to be, to approach the relationship as a whole differently. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good learning 
mm-hmm. you know, learning point to take into account in your relationship. So I wouldn't say that the answer to that question is yes, it is a rite of passage. I would also probably not answer no. Mm-hmm. I think that no matter what, you're going to have to go through it in a, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do think if you go through it and you get through it, mm-hmm. you will reap a lot of benefits from it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think that makes sense. And I think regardless of when the first time you have to do any sort of long distance, no matter the length, whether it's like a week or it's like six months or whatever, that'd be a long time. Um, but whatever it is, um, if it's the right relationship, you will be able to do it. So it's not like, oh, like, should we to make sure it's the right relationship? It's like, no, just like worry about whether or not it's the right relationship and trust that if it's the right relationship, like you'll get through it, you'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like love in any other situation. It's like, it's not really a question of will I be able to, it's just, I love this person. So I will, and it might be really hard or it might be manageable or whatever but if it's the right relationship then I think there's a sort of confidence that maybe I didn't have but that should come with like you will be able to and it really tests that it really tests people say I love you and it's not it's not like this emotional feeling that you get you know for a while it is you get butterflies you get all the good stuff the good (laughs) feelings that come along with it but also, like, love is sacrifice. And that, and that time away from each other. Even though it's going to be very difficult, you choose each other in that moment. Yeah. And each time, each day, you're choosing that. And that's, you know, that's a lot of what love is. Yeah. Agreed. Anything else on that one? I think, I think we'll cover. Cool. Um why so yeah so a lot of it i mean this is kind of also with the assumption that like long distance is more difficult than it is easy like it's not a super um just like smooth transition in most cases so knowing that it's difficult like why is long distance so difficult what is it that makes it hard oh just what's what is it that makes it hard yeah like why is it um you just have to keep you have to keep choosing the thing that's not close to you and the mm-hmm. things that make you happiest usually are close to you. Hmm. And so this person that's who's so true. Yeah. this person who's very far away who does make you happy or else you wouldn't be doing this who does make you happy isn't close to you and there's so many other things that are close to you that are within arm's reach but you have to say no to them. You have to turn away the good today for the good in the future and the long-term good. I think that's what's difficult is like, I mean, it's kind of like anything mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, that you want. Like a lot of good things can come so easily, but they often don't set you up for like long-term success mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. I should have examples of that, but I don't off the top of my head. No, I think that's super true. And that, like, that's just a, that you phrase that in a really good way um, because it kind of like ties back into the sacrifice part of it. 
And it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm just miserable all the time because I'm in a long distance relationship. Like you still have a happy and a good life, but you're just recognizing like the happiness in a different way than you're used to recognizing it. You know, like we're, you know, growing up, it's like if I'm happy, it's probably because I have like a good meal in front of me or because I'm actively playing a sport that I enjoy or happiness is always associated with something that I'm experiencing right now in the present moment. But I think it kind of takes you to a different place where you're able to be happy because of something that is a thousand miles away um, and kind of realizing that like happiness can be a lot bigger, more has a wider reach than you realized initially. Yeah. And I think that I don't know if that's the best way to say that. Yeah. And just kind of continuing on that point, sometimes, and this is where I'm saying I should have examples, but I'm just forgetting is that like sin can be that way too it's like instant gratification of like making you feel good yeah but oftentimes if you put that off and wait for like the longer term you know the longer term play you'll feel so much better Mm -hmm. than you did when you yeah had that instant gratification from committing that Mm -hmm. you know committing that sin or you know whatever it is yeah not saying that that's the only thing but that's just like a common thing that I've noticed is like sometimes when you want the easy thing right up front, you often feel terrible later on. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do the opposite and you like sacrifice up front and then later on you, you know, receive the good, mm-hmm. you feel 99 times better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that, yeah, I think that's a good lead into the next question, which is just what it like, why is long distance good? What benefits are, do you get from long distance? Like what, I don't know if payoff's the right word, but how does it help you grow? And um, like in the most simple way, it's like I, I like had the whole time we were long distance, I always had this reminder of like, I want to be with you. And it's like now we're together all the time and I do always want to be with you, but sometimes I forget how much I want to be with you because I'm never like wanting it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I, cause I remember, I remember one of my friends in college, like even before we had gotten back together or anything, one of my friends in college had a similar situation where her and her boyfriend or her, I think they were engaged, her fiance, they'd been in the same city or they'd been close by for several months. And then he was moving and they were going to be long distance for six months or something like that. And they were going to see each other every other month or whatever. But, um, I remember like preparing myself personally to be like, okay, like I know she's probably going to be having a rough time with that. I I need to make Mm -hmm. sure I'm, you know, aware of that and checking in and like, okay, this is the time to be a good friend. And I like being more aware, I was kind of paying attention and I was just like blown away by how, um, positive she was about all of it and I'm sure it was like hard in ways that I didn't see too but I asked her I was like are you doing okay like how do you actually feel about this he just moved so far away and you're engaged and you're planning a wedding and like how is this going and she was like well yeah like it is hard but I and I thought about this a lot for like our relationship when we were long distance but she was like I just keep trying to think about this as like a really sweet time of being able to miss him and like being reminded regularly um how good it will be when we are together you know Mm -hmm. so like prolonging the good yeah um yeah or like being able to like say no to the good now for the good later right that it was like so exciting when i did get to see you after 
three weeks or four weeks or five weeks or whatever it was. Yeah. Because we hadn't seen each other in a while. Yeah. And I think this is probably where the biggest fruit that comes from long distance is it's really just like learning to trust each other. Yeah. In a whole different way. I mean, you have to communicate so much differently. Mm-hmm. You have to be on on top of the ball, both sides, about your schedules. Like, hey, you know, we want to talk to each other. We want to catch up because if you're not mm-hmm. communicating, you're not really in relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard yeah. stories about people who do long distance and they talk once every two weeks. And it's like, what? are you really? Really? Yeah. Are you in a relationship with this person or like yeah, are they then your buddy? It's like what's the definition of a relationship? Like Exactly. What even qualifies? It's just comfort that? at that point. It's like, oh, I can talk to this person. Yeah. <clears throat> You're not really committed to the person. So yeah, you have to communicate one and you also have to trust so much, like so much more than you've ever trusted anyone before, because you have no clue what they're doing mm-hmm. or what they're up to. I mean, they'll tell you, but who's to say that they're not telling the truth, you know? You think I was just sneaking around? Well, no, I'm not. The whole time? I'm not saying that at all. But I do think <laughs> that that is, that's a real thought that goes through people's heads. Yeah. Is that, oh, yeah. hey, you're going out tonight. Like, what's going to end up happening? Yeah. You know, that is like. And at the very basic level, it's like FOMO. It's like, oh, I want to, I, like, I wish I right. was there. Especially, you know, with me, like a lot of my friends live in Kansas City. So knowing that you were in Kansas City, all my friends were in Kansas City. I'd see pictures of everybody and be like, oh, man, like, that yeah, I fun. trust everybody, but I just wish I was there. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried or I'm not, you know, nothing like that. But it was just you're always going to be missing out, like literally all the time, 24-7, you're going to be missing out on what they're doing. Um, And then they're going to be missing out on what you're doing. Yeah, on the person that you would consider, you know, that you're hoping will be your other half at some point in life. So yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think that's kind of the biggest, um, what is long distance good for? Yeah, I think that you have to build trust and you have to communicate no other way than mm-hmm. you have before. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say being successful, if you're successful at those two things, then you'll get, you can get through anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're choosing to do long distance in the first place, like whatever is causing you to be in one city and them to be in another city, like you, you have probably decided that it's worth that, like that. job or commitment or family obligation like whatever it is like that that's worth it and so I think again recognizing that the intention is marriage eventually if you find the right person you're dating like I don't know the best way to say this it's like like if that job is worth it then you're recognizing that you're going to be gaining something really beautiful in your life and therefore eventually maybe in this other person's life too um, through making this sacrifice and then you're just like you're just allowing more beauty into your life and sacrificing the immediate comfort for this other beauty and goodness and like learning opportunities too right that long-term good yeah that we were just talking about yeah and last thing and then we'll go to the next one I, it also makes you so patient like I honestly like one of the hardest parts of doing long distance was that <laughs> where I lived when I first moved the I didn't ha- like T-Mobile doesn't have service on that street so I like so often would like be going for like walks away from my house 
with like tangled up headphones and like staticky conversations just like the level of frustration <laughs> the level of frustration that I would feel when like the phone would cut out and you'd miss half my story like that's the hardest part is like something as simple as like talking and telling a story is so difficult because you've got all this technology and distance and like all these really minuscule things mm-hmm. so like just on a basic level like the patience with the small things that really interfere with something important to you is like one of the hardest parts but also a really big opportunity to grow and appreciate being able to talk to each other when you're in the same spot yeah yeah that is a good point i'm sure there are other examples but that's like the immediate one that comes to mind i'm sure every everybody deals with that problem i've never wanted airpods more just like untangling my headphones in the car when i was driving wanting to talk um okay (laughs) next question (laughs) um okay what were you most so this kind of goes with like is the long distance relationship worth it so like if you're like approaching it or trying to figure out if it's worth it what it's going to be like this question is what were you most afraid of before or like nervous about before getting into a long distance relationship or trying to make it work do you do you have any immediate thoughts um it's kind of a hard one i think my like my initial answer would be I was afraid that I was going to be like exposed like my like I knew I would miss you like I think I I was just like number one I'm just gonna miss him a lot and I think I'm going to be exposed by like like I don't know what's the right way to say it I think I was going to be like it was going to be exposed that I'm like, oh, I'm just so attached to my boyfriend mm. that I can't do anything without him, which like wasn't, it's like I can function day to day. Like that's part of being independent and like, right. and obviously you can make it in a city on your own. But I think I like as an independent person, like the whole idea of dependence, I think dependence in marriage is like super important. Like I am dependent on you as your wife mm-hmm. and you are dependent and dependent on me as my husband and that's the way that it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but for people who are raised to be independent you know in- independence is like this good thing that we're all striving for um i think the, this idea of like having my dependence exposed was kind of scary that's my answer yeah i think that that's that might be more from like a girl's perspective yeah i think that's a good point too especially in a society there where everybody pushes independence and like you don't need another person mm-hmm. and you can do it all on your own. Yeah. I think that that's a cool answer. Um, Thanks. What were you most afraid of? I think especially for us, we just didn't know when it was going to end. We didn't know. Oh yeah. When what our long the, distance was going to end. We didn't know what the timeline was. I mean, we were obviously working for it and trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. but i think especially in our case i'm not saying it's like this for everyone but if you don't know when it's going to end but you're making strides for it at certain times you're always like all right eventually it's gonna end obviously Mm -hmm. but there are certain times where you just get so down on yourself because you you think it's going to be over sooner than it actually is yeah i mean i was trying to find it took me 
seven to eight months to like get something to get a job out here mm-hmm. and at certain times it just was really difficult yeah to know that it was all going to turn out okay right. because sometimes it just felt hopeless mm-hmm. it really was hard yeah to um to make us both feel comfortable yeah that's a good point because so much of so much of like the fears that you have will depend on will depend on the circumstances like what obstacles are unique to your own relationship and for us that was like we don't really know what our plan is like we're confident about the fact that we should we are supposed to be together and we are supposed to be dating even though we're in different places right now but beyond that we were like we know we'll figure it out, but we have no idea what we're supposed to do next. And then we'd like figure that out and then it would take a while to get there and like so much uncertain and then coronavirus and there's a pandemic and like just so many curveballs while and like yeah. Just so, like so many uncertain things and so many obstacles. So like the light it felt like the light at the end of the tunnel kept moving in a way. Or like getting farther away. Yeah. Until we figure something we got else there. out until we figure something out. exactly it's the story of my life um <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i think part of the fear too it gets grounded in this knowledge which kind of, this kind of goes back to the like is it a rite of passage sort of thing it's like i think it's a, one thing that's important to remember is like if you are dating someone especially for us like part of our time being apart was when we were engaged so there's this more of this like we've made this basic commitment now at this point we've like taken these vows we have made this commitment Mm -hmm. like it is objectively better to be together than it is to not be together like i i almost think we can forget that sometimes and think like oh we'll just stay long distance for a while and kind of focus on these other things and yeah humanity can yeah um like i i do think that's an important thing to go back to like i was i was talking to someone several months ago and they brought up that this one guy and his girlfriend had been long distance for like six years and he was like yeah it's like actually better for us though like we just get along better when we're apart and i like that that like was a good like thought provoking thing for him to say because i was like i like i disagree like i think it's objectively better to be together Uh if you are not that you shouldn't if you absolutely need to spend six years apart before you're going to come back together and like if you're spending six years apart you're probably going to get married like it's i yeah i don't know every situation is different but um (laughs) you would think so like every if you're dating with the intention to marry um you would think so i just think it's objectively better to be together even if sometimes it doesn't happen it's still good to remember that like that's what you're working for the end goal that's the end goal end goal is to be together yeah always yeah yeah anything else nope on that one the next one uh, um this was another like there are a lot of questions in my google research that came up around this but the basic one was like does cheating happen more often in long distance relationships than relationships that are like close by so other variations were like is there more jealousy is there more like questioning or mistrust or like is there an increase Mm -hmm. in all of those things when you're long distance did you did you like click on it to see if it would what it Um, popped up with 
Like, was there no. an answer to that question? Um, oh, no, I, I don't just know. Be... I think I kind of, nothing that really stuck out. Like, I, a lot of it, a lot of it said, like, it was like, yes, because people feel like they're, I don't know, like, obviously, I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm like, on my own, I can do whatever I want. Right. But I, like, my, aunt, so when I thought about this, the answer that I was going to give um is like maybe if you're looking at the entire world as a whole yes that happens more in long distance relationships than not long distance relationships Mm -hmm. but i think it's important to remember that like if you whether you're talking about like cheating like something actually happening or just like a a jealousy like a a fear of something happening Mm -hmm. like if that is there the root of that like the cause of that is some sort of like mistrust and if that mistrust is there, it's going to be there whether you're long distance or whether you are together all the time. Right. Um, so I think, it, again, it's like long distance exposes that. But if there's some sort of fear, there's some sort of distrust, that's not because you're far away. Like that's because of something between, you know, like between the two of you in the relationship. Right. That's another seated problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, I obviously don't know the answer to this question, but... I think that it kind of goes back to what we talked about. Like trust is just such a, is something that gets built up in these situations of long distance. And it really kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like what they say about money. When a person wins a lottery, it still exposes how they do with money, Mm, whether it be good or bad, whether they lose all their money or whether they still like hold on to it and hoard it, you know? I think it's kind of like that with trust in these situations. Like Mm -hmm. it just exposes whether you have very little trust in the person or whether you have a lot of trust in the person. Yeah, exactly. And um, people who feel jealous in these situations or who don't think that the person is doing right by them when they're away from them, Mm -hmm. you know, they might be right and they might have a reason to be right. Mm-hmm. But I think it shows, you know, where they kind of stand at in that in that trust yeah. factor. Yeah. And I think just personally, like with our relationship, like the the time during our relationship when we were long distance after we'd been through so much and like gotten back together, like I, I had like zero problems trusting anything. I had like zero problems with jealousy or worries or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like because of the nature of our relationship at that time, like I, not that I didn't trust you before, but I had so much more trust in you when we were far apart. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything to do with the fact that we were far apart, but like because of the way our relationship was, like as a reflection when the long distance happened and would have exposed like any trust issues or anything, I didn't really feel like there were any trust issues to expose because we'd already dealt with those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, anything. I feel like that's like a big one, but I feel like we kind of covered it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is a big one. It's probably like the most common question that people are having about their, you know, their significant other. Like, what's, what's going on? And, like you said, the FOMO of not knowing everything that's happening. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot more yeah. to go over there. But I think that yeah. the reason that gets asked so often is because people, like, they don't know. Yeah. And they want to know. Yeah, we're uncomfortable with things we don't know. And I also think, so, like, let's say, 
let's say you're in a long distance relationship and you like are facing a situation where it's like you're tempted to be unfaithful or you're tempted to do something you shouldn't be doing like big small whatever like you're just facing this sort of temptation Mm. like that is an opportunity where like you could say yes or no to something and you should say no and it's all relying on like your ability to say no to that so like how does a person have that ability to say no like they have to build that up in little small ways so it's like we're in lent right now like the reason we are saying no to meet on fridays or the reason I'm, you know, saying no to sleep when I should be praying or saying no to my phone when I should be reading or whatever is to build that ability to say no to things that we let go of in order to have something good later. So it's like if you're like flexing that muscle of being able to say no to something that isn't good for you right now, like that's the best way to prepare for something like that. So if you're like dating someone who has terrible self-control and can't say no to anything, like you're probably going to be a little bit nervous, a little bit more nervous than if you're dating someone who you know already says no to things on a regular basis in small ways mm-hmm. for your benefit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I was kind of thinking about something else, so sorry if I dazed off. But, <laughs> I mean, it was good. It made sense. But okay. also, also, I was thinking about, like, you're going to fail. Yeah. Like in those small scenarios that you're give, like there were numerous times that I failed when we were long distance. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you that. And like the small things to clarify. (laughs) She still hasn't found out about the big thing. Oh my, no, stop. I'm just kidding. You can't say that on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, like you're going to fail in relationships. Every relationship, you're going to fail. In our marriage, I am going to fail. You are going to fail everybody's going to fail. So be prepared for that. And this is a good opportunity to build that trust and that communication. Because if I don't ever tell you I failed, then it's easy to not tell you. You're never going to find out we're long distance. We'll be good. Right. And it's like, no, this is not what you do to the person that you're hoping to like build that relationship with. Right. Right. And I think some examples I'm thinking of, I like mentioned the time change thing before so it's like that routine we kind of got into is like we like we texted different points throughout the day we'd usually like talk at lunch and then at maybe like at other points but like at least before we went to sleep we'd like call or facetime or whatever right. and with a, a time difference it was like 9 p.m your time 10 p.m my time which like 9 p.m and 10 p.m there's a big difference between those two yeah. and so i like there's got to be like patience on my end of like I have to recognize him if like it's 9:30 and I'm getting ready for bed like it's it might be 8:30 on a Thursday your time and you're spending time with friends or watching a show or like having a conversation or something mm-hmm. so it's like where do I sacrifice and where do you sacrifice mm-hmm. or like in a lot of situations you would just step away from your friends at eight o'clock 8:30 nine o'clock at night when you are, you're having like quality time that you with people you care about right. but you would regularly say no to that in order to come and have a conversation with me right and because i knew you were like continuously making those choices like with the big things i'm like he already knows how to do that like there like there is no trust issue there because he's regularly making these sacrifices right and my last thing that i would have on this is it's kind of like they kind of it's similar to 
how people talk about you have to do the small things consistently mm-hmm. over and over again before you even get that opportunity for the big things. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that. I mean, yeah. small giving up those small sacrifices consistently mm-hmm. um, lead you ultimately to a bigger and better opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. The last question, um, just tips to make long distance easier. We didn't have a lot of like formal things that we like definitely did, but. Yeah, I mean, tips to make long distance easier. I would just, I'd just say communicate a lot. Be yeah. over communicative. Communicative, yeah. That's going to be, they say what, 70% of problems are due to communication. Really? Yeah, so That's I would, lot. I would just say be on the same page with each other mm-hmm. and communicate about boring things yeah. like when you're in person it's like oh my gosh where are we gonna go to dinner this is so fun what are you hungry for or it's like if you're long distance like you might not get to plan a meal at chipotle or something because like, you're not in the same place but it's it's more like let's talk about what time are we gonna call and then i don't know being willing to like communicate about boring things yeah that's and exciting things right that's the day-to-day too i mean yeah. everybody has moments where they don't feel like their day is that interesting Mm -hmm. but being able to share that with the person and Mm -hmm. share your positives and negatives from the day Mm -hmm. and And like setting expectations like if you normally talk at 5 p.m every day and you have a conflict like make sure you tell them you're gonna have a conflict like hey i know we usually talk at 5 p.m but today let's talk at 8 Mm p.m um because if it's like little things like that where unintentionally if expectations aren't met it just like creates a lot of frustration from a far away place yeah it feels like you're let down yeah and that's not good at all yeah yeah so that, i mean that would be i think that kind of goes in line with just communication yeah yeah i think another thing would be if possible most of the time this was possible like anytime you like if we were if he came to cincinnati or i went to kansas city like as we were leaving that trip and we were like returning back to our home or wherever we lived, um, like know the next time you're, when you're going to see each other. So it's not like, okay, goodbye. See you when I see you. It's like, okay, goodbye. I'll see you in one month. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have something to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, make an effort to see them. Yeah. Make sacrifices to go see them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes that can be hard, but for the right person, you know, you'll do it yeah yeah what else um i feel like a lot i've heard of a lot of other people saying like oh every friday we have a virtual date night or like every i don't know like we regularly watch this show together we regularly like have dinner together over zoom or whatever we didn't really do a great job of anything like that but i think we just like even though what we did wasn't the same as what other people were doing we had our routines and that worked really well yeah that was also pre-covid so like zoom wasn't as crazy and yeah all these things actually i'd never even heard of zoom i don't think yeah i mean i'd heard of it but never used it really i mean there wasn't a purpose right to use those quite as much in the day-to-day yeah Yeah. so yeah i mean i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. but i also think there's good things about that and Mm -hmm. there can also be you know, bad things about setting that expectation because you don't want to, like, mm-hmm. let 
the person down by, like, I don't know, I feel like with date nights, you know, they're supposed to be, like, dress up and... Yeah, you have to set expectations. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's just harder to do that when yeah. you're not actually with each other and you can't right. experience it together. It's just not quite right. the same. I'm not saying don't do it, but right. I'm just saying... That's more of, like, a personal preference, though. I like, don't... Yeah, I don't know how much... I personally would have been able to right and that's to get we, into that and that's why we didn't do it and there wasn't like any expectation that we would so it wasn't yeah. like there was no like hurt or pain right. caused by right. that because expectations were clear um and I think like don't compare to other people I think like yes no matter what at any point in any relationship ever like comparing your relationship and like trying to measure yourself against other relationships is like literally probably the single worst thing you could do for a relationship like do not compare your relationship to other people's and like going with expectations I was talking to a friend about this recently and I was saying like good like reasonable expectations equals like good standards Mm -hmm. like on both parts like you having good reasonable communicated expectations to me means you have good standards for me and vice versa like I have good standards for you but like unreasonable, unreasonable expectations. So an example would be like, I have this expectation that on my birthday, you're going to write me a song and sing it on my doorstep. And I never communicate that to you. I don't want you to do that, by the way. But like, and I, if I don't communicate that to you, like that's a bad, unrealistic expectation. And something like that, that's just like a setup for failure. Yeah. And that's like, not the good kind of failure not the good kind of failure so it's like reasonable expectations versus unreasonable expectations yeah. they have to be communicated especially when you're far away yeah great do you have anything else you want to add i don't think so i think that's all i have those were all of our googled questions but i think there's just like a lot of unknowns with this topic and therefore like fears are maximized and there's a magnifying glass on everything. I think there's a dump truck outside of our Stu's apartment. Just going so hard <laughs> if there are loud noises in the background. What's going on? He's just throwing like a steel bucket down at the ground. <laughs> throwing it down the stairs. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we have. Yeah, I mean, I think this was good. I think it's good for people to hear other people's stories and just realize that it's it's going to be so much different for everybody. So don't mm-hmm. feel like. This is how yours has to go. We just mm-hmm. tried to give a couple of tips that we thought were, mm-hmm. you know, were helpful, regardless of what kind of relationship that you're in. Um, you'll yeah. find that probably everything that we said today is is helpful in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I hope this is encouraging too. Like, if you've determined like this relationship is worth it, it's worth it to try and make this happen. Like, you can do it, even if it's going to be hard. You can do it, even if it's going to be hard. It'll be worth it. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Um, go check out Seeking Excellence page, um, the website, the blogs. Um, Nathan's been putting out some good podcasts lately, so keep yeah. an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, follow us. That way you don't miss anything. Um, you want to put anything out? No. That sounds great. All right. Um, thank you again for everyone tuning in, and we'll catch you here soon. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.